Warning, this podcast involves discussions of a spooky and graphic nature not suitable for children or the faint of heart. Strong language and mature content is present. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. Hey, Spooksters, and welcome back to another episode of Three Spooked Girls. It's your girl, Tara, and of course, as always, I'm joined with Jessica. Hey! And today, our episode is going to be on the historical-slash-haunted Gettysburg, which is in Pennsylvania, of course. And with that, though, I brought somebody in that's from Pennsylvania... We have another guest host, and today that's my husband, Matt. How's it going, everybody? And just so you guys know, you think Jessica's a pretty big skeptic? This motherfucker's worse. We're the complete opposite when it comes to the ghosties. But that's good in a relationship, because you can't both be, like, super into it, because then you'd never get anything done. I mean, I guess, but it's just like, I try to run with all these crazy ideas, and he just kind of, like, brings me back to Earth a little bit, and... It's not fun for me sometimes. Oh, sorry, I don't want you running around our house in a sheet yelling boo. <laughs> I could never imagine her doing that. <sighs> no, I'm not that bad. Jeez, I'm not. What is it? Lydia from Beetlejuice who does that shit to her mom? <laughs> yeah, I'm not that bad. Okay, you guys know our recording schedule's nuts. So I was going to say this is our second time switching things up for you. But really, it's our first time because the uh, other episode is coming later this month. So before we start, we're going to jump in a little bit. If you guys have been on our socials, you know that we have our first sponsor. It is the Killer Trace subscription box. And what it is, it's kind of our mix of spooky and true crime that we both love so fucking much. Very true. We do love. We do love the both. We do love the the both. Shit. Okay, guys. (laughs) Let's get through this. It's fine. Uh, We do love the true crime and the spooky shit. So this is great. So basically what it is, you get a subscription box every month that has a cold case in there and you get all kinds of cool shit. There's, you know, files, there's pictures, there's audio tapes and you get a surprise too. So where we come into play is we save you guys money. And what you have to do is You can either go to killertrace.com or you can go to our special link, which will be in the show notes. And when you're getting ready to check out, you will just enter our code 3SG2019. So three spooked girls is what it stands for, of course. Mm -hmm. And it will get you 25% off, sometimes more if they're feeling more generous. I know... A week or so ago, someone was ordering, and they actually got their box for free. They just paid for shipping. So get a true crime, right? A true crime box for $3.99. Fucking sweet. That is kind of fun. It'll be hours of entertainment for you. Hell yeah. So super cool. And the other thing, we have our Patreon. If you do donate even just a dollar, you got to listen to our first patron episode, which was last week. And if you missed out, I'm so sorry, but you can still sign up and that is on patreon.com slash three spooked girls and all our extra content and all that spooky fun stuff's on there for you. 
Last week turned out to be a really good week for episodes. There was three of them. Yeah, they got Bidwell on Monday, Listeners Encounters on Wednesday, and then if you were a patron, you got your first episode on Thursday. So three episodes instead of one that week. So pretty cool. We were busy. Hell yes. And pretty much that's how it's going to be the last week of every month is how we're setting that up. So if you missed out, don't worry. You can still join and we have some pretty cool shit ready for February. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, now that we're kind of done with that business part, Jessica, what's our drink for tonight? It is coming courtesy of the Lincoln Restaurant in Washington, D.C. You know, I went on our Pinterest and found something. It's called the Gettysburg Address, which seemed appropriate. Now, I am going to say, Spooksters, that I did not make this drink 100% according to the recipe because it calls for beet strands. And I don't like beets, so... I'm just letting you know, Matt's making this face like, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, Matt, that was my exact feeling about this. So it's got vodka, acai spirit, lemon sour mix, some ginger syrup, beet puree. Mm. I just used grenadine. Five strands of bull's red beet greens and three dashes of Swedish herb bitters. Well, I guess they're trying to keep with the theme and use right. some of those veggies, but just throw grenadine in instead. I, they did provide a little fun fact. The way mm-hmm. they described it is this vodka-based cocktail infuses ginger and lemon flavors with beet puree, a vegetable farmed in abundance during Abraham Lincoln's presidency. Hmm. The more you know. Right. All right. Well, I have two drinks because my first one was a fucking fail. So... Uh-huh. Yeah, it's okay. Matt's turned out good. He'll tell you in a second what he has. Anyway, I tried to make a Reese's Pieces milkshake. (gasps) And yeah, it failed though because it's more like a blizzard or like, you know, a McFlurry kind of thing with it. Because it's very vanilla-y, but there's the pieces of it. It just didn't. I guess I needed to like grind them up all the way. And I used our Ninja and I wasn't about to break it. So I said, never mind. So I have that, but it's just too vanilla-y for my liking. So you may have needed chocolate syrup. Yeah, probably. I didn't think about that. I also decided to do it like after it was too late for me to go to the store. So I just, it was all right. That happens. Yeah. So there's that. And then my other drink is I grabbed a bottle the other day of the, one of the cupcake wines. It's the Mm. black forest red. So it's like a dark red. I don't know. just says decadent red, but it's pretty good. It's kind of in between of. It's not super dry. It is a little bit sweet. So I like it a lot, a lot more than I liked that port I had because that was way too sweet. So I didn't have to do any doctoring to have it by itself. That's good. Yeah. So So Matthew, what are you drinking? You want to tell him what I made you? Uh, Sure. So Tara went and got me a bag of Kit Kat bites, chunks. I don't even know what to call them. Minis, I guess. And she threw those in a blender and turned it into basically Kit Kat powder and then turned that into a milkshake. So I got a a Kit Kat flavored milkshake slowly melting to where it's actually drinkable. But it's still pretty good. It's pretty it was pretty thick. It's a lot more melted now, but it tastes just like a Kit Kat. So that's that's all right. Is it because you guys are so like Gettysburg and Hershey's Pennsylvania is in the same state? You guys went with like. Yeah, we went with our Hershey's theme. Hershey is right down the road from where I grew up, as well as Gettysburg. So it just stayed with the Pennsylvania theme. I wish I had thought of that. I could have done like a chocolate martini. I failed. Sorry, Spooksters. 
<laughs> oh, this is going to be fun. Well, Spoogsters, those are our, you know, fantastic drinks for tonight. So to go ahead and kick us off, Matt is going to kind of give you guys the history lesson on Gettysburg. And yeah, we'll go from there. Hey, before we like transition into Matt speaking, if you're listening and you're like, I know his voice sounds familiar. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Total shout out. Matt has this, as you can tell, the super deep voice and Taryn, I thought it would be really great for our disclaimer. So big shout out to him for doing that for us. And adding a little bit more spookiness to our podcast each week. Yes. So that mystery has now been solved because I'm sure we never announced that. So we didn't like, who is this? I know. (laughs) I thought about it later. I was like, people are probably like, who did they get? What voice actor is that? It's Matt. Matt, if you decide (laughs) to change careers, I would go with voice acting. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think that's going to be for me. I can't really be the whole in a world bent on destruction. (laughs) But you just did it. (laughs) Well, okay. Now, (laughs) we'll go ahead and instead of making some life plans, we'll scoot over to Gettysburg. And I'm going to pass it over to Matt. And like I said, he's got the background in history that he'll go ahead and kind of tell you guys about. Okay. So the history of Gettysburg is pretty, let's say, checkered, to say the least. There's the main battle that everybody knows about. And that's generally what I'm going to cover. It did have a lot of very high points and low points, but the overall history is what I'm going to cover real fast. And then I'll talk about some of the stuff that I got to experience when I was a kid going to Gettysburg pretty regularly growing up down the road. So the Battle of Gettysburg, for anybody that doesn't know, was fought in July of 1863. Uh, It's considered one of the biggest engagements of the Civil War. The Confederates beat the Union Army in Chancellorsville. Robert E. Lee marched his army north into Pennsylvania in June of 1863, and they got held up right outside of Gettysburg by the Army of the Potomac, commanded excuse me, by General Meade. Drink. What was that? If we mispronounce the word, we drink. Oh, well, you, you guys are going to get drunk. Then. <laughs> so General Meade, the leader of the Army of the Potomac of the Union Army, So on July 1st, the battle started, very heavy fighting. There's a big myth around whether or not the first day wasn't that bad as the others. The first day was actually almost as bad as the second. During the second day, though, was the heaviest fighting, and that's generally where a lot of the greatest losses happened on both sides of the army. Come July 3rd, though, Lee ordered an attack by his remaining 15,000 troops on Cemetery Ridge, It was also called Pickett's Charge. For anybody that is a history buff, uh, it was really big. Last final attempt at overrunning the Union Army, and it did not work. They did break the lines, but eventually they got overrun and massacred, and the rebel casualties were in the thousands that day. So it was really bad for General Lee, and it actually forced him to withdraw out of Pennsylvania altogether back down to Virginia. I did not know that. Yeah. It's amazing that Gettysburg was so influential, considering it was only fought over for three days. Now, the town of Gettysburg was greatly impacted, and this is where some of my experiences are going to come in. Being a kid growing up in Pennsylvania, we used to take trips to Gettysburg, man, I'd say once a year at least. And there's plenty of musket balls that you can find in the dirt. You can just be digging somewhere and you can dig up an old musket ball from the Civil War 
There's plenty of historic buildings that you can still see cannonballs in the side of it. They're not allowed to modify the outsides of these buildings, which will help keep the historical sites intact. And I always thought that was pretty neat that the town was very protective of that kind of stuff. Then there was all the barricades and the fences and the ditches and everything that they used in the Civil War. And those are all still intact as well. A lot of the fences have been maintained very well by the Gettysburg Historical Society. They go out there and they maintain all this stuff. And these are all volunteers. They actually don't get paid very much to uh, manage the grounds there. So I thought that was really neat. Then there's like the cannons and the armaments that you will see there when you go there. I don't know, Tara, do you remember all those cannons that we were seeing? Yeah, I do. And I think, I know we have some pictures. I'll post them in our Facebook group. I'm pretty sure we took some pictures of stuff like that because we went on the two-hour bus tour. So we saw pretty much everything. We saw a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, so this last summer when I took Tara back home along with uh, our kids, to grandma and grandpa's house. I took her out on a date and I surprised her by taking her down to Gettysburg. And, uh, you know, we, we got on the two hour bus ride and it was a muggy day. It was kind of rainy and everything, but it was still a lot of fun. We got to see a lot of the historical sites and I got to talk to her about some of the stuff that I did as a kid that made me really appreciate what the military has done for this nation growing up. But anyway, I digress back to the cannon. So There's still armament all over the place. There's cannons, and if you see the green ones, those are actual, real historical cannons. They've been tainted by weather. They've been, you know, they slowly change colors, a lot like the Statue of Liberty did. Yeah, they oxidized over time. And then there's black ones that are out there only meant to represent cannons. And then something that a lot of people don't know is that each cannon actually, actually represents a battery, So a battery of cannon is a lot of cannons for one unit. So essentially, each single cannon represents nine cannons. Oh, wow. Um, So there were a few places where there were three or four cannons sitting right next to each other. So if you do the math, that's, you know, 27 cannons sitting up on this hill looking down into the valley. So if you just go out onto the field and you look up the hill and you see five or six cannons out there, you can just imagine what these guys were seeing as they were charging across the field, not only getting shot at by musket balls and, you know, the plume of gunpowder because they were using black rifles back then, but black powder rifles, it was definitely really hectic and really scary for these guys. So I can't even imagine the things that they went through, but In misery, a lot of times that's where people like to think that the haunted stories come from and, you know, torture and that kind of stuff. So I think that's a lot of where the uh, the ghost stories and stuff come from for Gettysburg itself is the soldiers themselves. That would make a lot of sense because there was so much death there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it Gettysburg was one of the most influential battles of the entire Civil War, and there was untold casualties there. So it's you know, really detrimental to both sides. But that's uh, that's the general history of Gettysburg for anybody that didn't know. Now, did you guys go on like school trips? Absolutely. Okay. So a lot of times it was a history class or on top of that, there were a few times that my mom, who she's also a, a teacher, would take us down there and she was real big into getting us educated on the history of the country. So that was a lot of fun. That is cool. But he owes me some ghost tours because, unfortunately, we didn't have the time. And then the only one we could have went to was full. So Mm -hmm. we did miss out. But that means I have to go back. That's true. 
very true. You get to go back and go on the ghosty tours. Right. Yeah. Because I have tons. So speaking of ghosties, one of the, I guess, probably more haunted areas on Gettysburg I'm going to tell you guys about. It's shocker, shocker, like other haunted places. It's a bed and breakfast. Yay. There's <laughs> right? like a theme with this country. It's like, oh, this place is haunted. Let's turn it into a, a profit. Well, duh. Hello. Exactly. Okay. So I'm going to tell you guys about the farms or not farm. I keep wanting to say farm. So we're going to drink. Yes. Yay. As Matthew pointed out already. The Farnsworth House Inn. So this house was here and it was just a regular house, of course like a long, long time ago. So it was built in 1810 and houses back then, I'm assuming it was common that everything was just built out of like wood, nothing too, too crazy. Cause hello, 1800s. It depends on what part of the country they're in, but I think back there wood was kind of the, the right. Thing. Well, moral of that story is that house. They like notated everything was wood, but about 20 ish years later in 1833, they had renovations done. So mm-hmm. basically they added a brick extension. So if you look this house up, it's a three and a half story or so brick house. Oh. So it wasn't like that originally, but that's what it is now. The house was originally owned by the Sweeney family, and this was all throughout the Civil War era. So before it started, during, of course, and then a time after that family owned it. Okay. So the Farnsworth house, you're probably like, well, Sweeney's owned it. So the name actually came later on after the uh-huh. battle of course it was named after the union's brigadier general elon i think is how you say it or yeah because it's e-l-o-n sure that makes sense uh john farnsworth so they named it after him matt mentioned earlier the pickets charge right so this uh-huh. guy had a another i guess charge i don't know if that's the right verbiage but i'm gonna go with it after pickets and there was more deaths, so it's like people on the articles and stuff I read tried to say like it was a failure too, but in reality they got the Confederates that they needed it to. So I don't know, kind of both. So basically, during the three-day conflict or whatever, the Confederate snipers basically spotted this house, and because of the structure with the brick and everything and the location, it was close to the uh, to Cemetery Hill, which is where the Union soldiers were at. So for the snipers, this was like the best place to go so they could pick them off. Mm -hmm. And of course, as soon as their house got overran, the Sweeney family, they actually got away and they like they fled unharmed. So good for them. Right. (laughs) And it's like because they could have got shot up and and been dead. Right. On the third day, that's when the Union soldiers actually were able to overtake the Farnsworth house back from the Confederates. And mm-hmm. when they did that, though, of course, there was fucking, it was just a lot of bloodshed. A lot of people died. So basically, the count for Farnsworth's charge was 65 soldiers. He himself actually died. And this is where the one civilian death of the whole thing happened. Now, only one? Right. Only one. And That's her good. name. Right. Yeah, it's not bad, mm-hmm. I guess. Where it happened is right in the middle of the town, pretty much. Right? It's right outside the town. But Cemetery Hill was just on the west side of Gettysburg. Don't quote me on that, but I believe it was right on the west side. Right. It wasn't like super far off from people. So there, it could have been worse, you know? Right. 
So, and her name was Mary Virginia Wade, a.k.a. Jenny Wade. I don't know where Jenny came from, but okay. It's her nickname. Oh, Virginia. And, oh, okay. Yeah. Because the last part, yeah. like, okay. side note, that's why Sophie's niece is named Jenny, because her name is Virginia. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah, no, I never connected that. But see, the way she died, it wasn't malicious. It was actually an accident. <laughs> it was a, it's even yeah. worse. Right. It was a stray bullet that got her and she died. After the you Union... Just out taking a stroll near the battle? You know, it's a little so fucking... Uh, you know, random day of the week. I'm just going to go on a stroll. People are shooting <laughs> each other. It's fine. It's cool. It's cool. After that, though, after the battle, they actually used the house as a hospital. So that was kind of cool. And that's where the Union had set up their headquarters. And then after that is when the Sweeney family came back. Okay. Yeah, and then it wasn't till later, like much, much later, of course, like after the turn of the century, that the Farnsworth, Farnsworth, goodness, there you go, Jessica, there's another drink, <laughs> became the bed and breakfast. And this obviously became a thing once people started coming to Gettysburg to kind of like take a look at the the grounds and all of that. So tourists were coming. So they're like, oh, let's make some money. So that's how that happened. That makes sense. Right. Now, of course, with all this death, like we said before, that's kind of what brings up hauntings and ghosts and mm-hmm. all of that. Now, I just have a, because Jessica's going to get into more ghosty things, not for this house, but kind of Gettysburg in general. I have a couple little tidbits that has happened to people that visit this Ben Breakfast because, of course, now you can still stay there and it's pretty cheap. To stay a night, I believe it's between like ninety to ninety-five dollars a night, so not too bad. That's yeah, that's super cheap. Yeah, it's on the low end compared to a couple other places we've looked, uh, talked about, or looked at. It's for true. Sure. They're not like, trying to be all like bougie and. Yeah, because I know Lizzie Borden was like almost three hundred a night or something, so I remember yeah, but that. I feel like Lizzie Borden, you got a lot. True. True. But yeah. I can't even go into each one because we'll be here for freaking three hours. But they have tons and tons of ghost tours that just revolve around this house. And all of them are like 10 bucks. So, yeah. And some are in the daytime and some are at night. So you get a variety. And then, of course, when you're there, there's all kinds of fucking ghost tours. So lots of cool stuff you can go do. But on this property, Mm -hmm. the first thing is when it's quieted down and there's not people around and if the attic's empty which is one of the places like the attic and the cellar like the big points I guess for these tours people have said they can hear a harp being played and yeah they say this was a young soldier who I guess is it called a harpist yes I guess yeah they assume it was him and it's just this young man who refuses to abandon his post kind of thing because it's like very sad music things like that but of course if you go up there there's nobody up there playing anything. This is where my skeptic ass is like, you mean <laughs> it couldn't just be a recording being played? Yeah, that's my thoughts exactly. You know, you could even go so far as to like hide an audio sound inside the wall and make it seem that way. Right? Guys, they're going to debunk all my shit. And this is why <laughs> it took a while for me to ask him to come on because I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I tend to believe it more than Matt will. I can tell that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the next one is kind of just a common thing at Anywhere Haunted. It's, of course, footsteps. So up and down stairs or in the hallways that are, like, upstairs, it'll sound like someone's pacing back and forth. So, you know, one of the common... Act 
productivity type of things. So, yeah. you know, the next one is it's employees more than people visiting. They said that when they're, you know, going to do their day to day stuff, they feel like they're being watched and followed. Mm. Creepy feeling either way. Just saying. Right. The other thing that kind of accompanies that that makes it even more unsettling is they not only hear footsteps, they can feel it too. Like, you know, when someone's wearing like heavy boots and stuff. I was going to ask what the feeling of footsteps right behind them was <laughs> until you explain. I'm like, the <laughs> like, you know, someone heavy with boots, if you're like walking on like hardwood and stuff. You feel the vibrations. It's like a flat tire. That's what it is. <laughs> There's ghosts given flat tires. <laughs> Rude ass ghosts. <laughs> but... Yeah, so just kind of a little unsettling, nothing too, too crazy. And then, of course, people have said they've seen, like, out of the corner of their eyes, apparitions or shadow figures. Turn to look and there's nothing there. The biggest places that people have seen stuff in this house would be the dining room or the dining area. And then the creepier one, because I'm sorry, this just freaks me out, doesn't matter, is people have reported they'll see it at the foot of their bed. They can feel like the weight shift, like if someone's sitting down at the foot of their bed. Oh, just that's being fun. a creeper, right? Just trying to sleep. Right, exactly. Bed. I know. Nothing too, too crazy as far as stories goes for this house, but it's, again, like the kind of more calmer, a little bit unsettling everyday stuff, so. Right. I do wonder if the reason why the dining room is so haunted is because it may have been the perfect area to like host like surgical or those type of places. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say that. And then because like I said, too, that's where they set up headquarters. So maybe they did like Mm -hmm. their meetings and stuff in there. Yeah, a lot of houses are usually taken over for field hospitals during times of war. And they'll use any open room they can as a... uh, casualty collection point and they'll turn rooms into you know surgery rooms and triage areas and if this is where these soldiers were getting operated on this is most likely where they died i was thinking like it probably had a huge table so it's probably easily turned into some sort of like mass surgical area yeah absolutely and then if you think about it the dining room is usually the best lit room in the house too so it would provide a lot better lighting situation for trying to save lives Yeah. I mean, that would make sense, especially with the hauntings. Yeah, definitely. Seems like that's the most where people congregated and stuff. So higher chance of where they died. So, I mean, you know, makes sense. Truth. But yeah, that's my little, not super long today, but my little tidbit on this B&B that's over there in Gettysburg. So I will hand it off to you, Jessica, to continue on with the ghosty stuff. Okay. So when I was looking up all of this stuff, Gettysburg is kind of a hot spot for paranormal activity. Anytime that there's like a lot of death or a lot of anguish, there's more of a chance that a spirit won't pass on, which is Mm -hmm. kind of a commonly understood fact. So the first place, which is supposedly one of the um, most hot spotty areas, is the Sachs Covered Bridge. It's on Waterworks Road. And it is supposedly the place where you see a lot of soldiers. Mm-hmm. And it's been a place where they've taken a lot of pictures of mists and orbs. And you know that I don't really believe in mists and orbs as right. being apparitions. Like, unless I can see you, you're just mm-hmm. condensation. I think it's kind of funny that uh, you brought up the whole orbs thing. A lot of people claim to see these energy orbs. And, you know, they're like, oh, I went to take a picture and I couldn't get it. 
You know what happens when you take a picture of the sun through <gasps> a camera? Right? It looks like an orb. It's called sunlight, people. Go outside. <laughs> you'd know what it is. Paranormal people don't go out in the daytime. It's all yeah. about the nighttime. We have to sleep in the day. <laughs> it's like being, yes, it's like being a vampire. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so that is that. So, but they do say that they see like actual full body apparitions of soldiers walking around during mm-hmm. that time. And then I found this, it's called the Grove. I don't know a lot about it because all they say is that it's like haunted and it's the one place that it's favorite of ghosts, which are not allowed on the battlefield. Interesting. So I don't really know what that means. If someone um, they're like to... banished, I don't know. That's weird. I, I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. I'm like, okay, so these ghosts can't go onto the battlefield where they like not allowed. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the Devil's Den, which I found really interesting. Matt, have you been? Have you seen it? Devil's Den. I don't believe so. I knew the covered bridge. Um, that's a good way in and out of the area, but uh, the Devil's Den I haven't heard of or been to. Okay, so the little history of that is it was the place where I believe Confederate, I want to make sure I'm telling this right, Confederate soldiers or sharpshooters hid because it's this like rock formation that has these little cracks sticking out of. Apparently there's a famous photo, you know, like how, um, what is that guy who took all of the photos for the Civil War? I don't know his name. on his name. I think it's Matthew something. Probably, you know. Yeah. All the Matthews are great. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but it's like he he staged a lot of the photos. So he basically took this Confederate um, rebel sharpshooter and like laid him in this trench to make it look like he just got shot and fell down. But it's it's way too clean looking. So but the paranormal of this place is that supposedly you're like looking around and there's like there's the devil's den. And then across the way, it's, I believe it's called the little tabletop. Uh-huh. And when you're looking kind of at the little tabletop, this kind of like disheveled looking man comes up. He's barefoot. He's wearing like shabby clothes. He's got a floppy hat on. And then he asked them like, what are you looking at over there? And then they turn like, so they see him. But mm-hmm. then when they turn to look at him, he's gone. Mm, spooky. He's known as the helpful hippie. So I actually know what you're talking about now. Now that you uh, you started going further into it, I know what okay. you're talking about. So the Devil's Den, from anybody that doesn't know, is it, it's actually a parallel hill that's overlooking Little Round Top and Big Round Top. Okay. Which was one of the biggest skirmishes of that battle. And if they were posting their sharpshooters up there, that would make really good sense because it's a perfect line of sight. You know, it's only a couple hundred yards, and with a black powder rifle, you can't shoot very far. So that that would be a heck of a shot with those type of rifles. So That would make sense. So in that kind of area, there's also another well-known story of what happened. It was published in the Harrisburg Telegraph in 1939. Mm-hmm. It was someone was driving their car, and they see these two men walking alongside the road. They look really injured, so they pull over, and they're like, can we help you? And they're like, we have this guy. And they're mind you, they look like they're in old-timey military uniforms. They're all bloodstained, you know. This good guy is like, how can I help you? They're like, we have a friend. He's laying over here by this tree and he's got this huge chest wound and he's bleeding to death. So the guy jumps in his car, drives down the street to the local gas station, tells the attendant and the attendant's like, don't worry about it. They're not really there. They're just ghosts. 
They're called the Restless Dead of Gettysburg. Oh, that's kind of sad. So then the guy goes back <laughs> and then they're not there. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so tragic. Right, shit. There is another place if you're in the area. It's called Servants Old Time Photos. It's the building where General Reynolds died. Hmm. It's supposedly haunted. They don't know if it's him or not. Okay. I'm pretty sure they're saying it's him. And there's a right. bunch of like random places around there that are supposedly haunted. Mm-hmm. And I thought was weird was that the Gettysburg College is supposed to be haunted. Oh, I see Matt rolling his eyes at me. <laughs> There's apparently a book series called The Ghost of Gettysburg. I'm sure. I'm sure they probably sell it in the gift shop. The, like, don't get me wrong. The gift shop was cool, but they had tons and tons of, you Oh, know, did you guys go? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Be- before and after our tour, we went through the gift shop and everything, too. So we looked around and we got some stuff. So, yeah. They have tons of like, you know, ghost stories. They had all kinds of books and so, yeah. all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So it's a book series written by a guy named Mark Nesbitt. He detailedly encounter or spreads out the encounters of all of the sightings that have happened in that area. Mm. I looked them up. They're not that long of books. They look kind of more like pamphlety types books. They're like seven bucks on Amazon. So in other words, what you're saying is that he turned a single book into multiple books in order to make more money. Yes. Or it just took him a really long time. So he published the first one and was like, is this good? Oh, good. People want to see this. Like, oh, good. I'll continue. <laughs> he turns it into a coloring book on game. Right. And most of like the things that they hear are like soldiers. Mm-hmm. They will hear, I'm looking for this one place where they talk about you just hear the cries of the Confederate soldiers. Right. And a lot of it's like, there's this one place, it's the Hoffman Mansion. It's kind of expensive for the paranormal tours. It's like 30 to $35. Mm-hmm. And they just, like, their claim is it's a large mansion. It's been abandoned for decades. Has more spirits than it has rooms. All um, right. I that to be like, okay. <laughs> Okie dokie. That's just, that's just his look on his face like, all right, guys. That's cool story. Right. So... <laughs> And most I would say most of it is, and I looked like I I searched Reddit. There's not a lot of stories where people are saying like, this is what happened to me when I went to Gettysburg. Right. Yeah. A lot of the stories are very general, just kind of how we've you know described what we've found. Nothing's like super detailed, kind of like the other places we've done, like right. you know you know uh, Myrtles and Lizzie Borton. Like nothing like like that detailed. Twenty paragraph creepypastas or reddits so right and i think that like the most detailed one that they have that is on the internet and ready available is the devil's den one Mm -hmm. and i mean if that's who i'm gonna see i'm okay with because you know he's helpful i mean it's his name (laughs) the helpful hippie yeah Um, right nothing too scary i do want to at least get the first book that by nesbitt yeah i mean it's seven bucks or whatever you said like under 10 bucks yeah Mm-hmm. Love yeah. I wonder if it's an ebook, so I don't even have to wait for the. Oh, that's a good point. Because I'm all about ebooks. I can actually check. Continue. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I get sidetracked. As far as like battlefield hauntings, a lot of it is that people see, you know, soldiers running across the field, things like that. Um, I do question whether or not it is reenactment season when they're saying this. I hear that's a season. 
It is. It is a full season, and uh, a lot of the people from all over Pennsylvania, Virginia, you know, surrounding areas, they they all come up there and they reenact the big Battle of Gettysburg. It's actually really interesting to see. You know, they they simulate the cannons. They simulate a lot of the cool stuff. So it's it's really good. If anybody gets any time, I'd go check it out. My school, like my our area, I should say, had a little Civil War reenactment thing, but they didn't actually do the battles. It would be like all of a sudden the battles, like the soldiers would be coming back from battle, just like walking and then stand around a campfire and tell a story. Oh, okay. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, I guess Tara found that book, by the way. <gasps> you did? I did. I grabbed my Kindle. So is it on ebooks? It is. It's the Kindle price is 99 cents. Oh my god, I'm on it right now. Right? There is eight books. There's eight? There is eight. Do they sell the series? Yes, I'm clicking on it for you guys right now, because I know you all want to buy this right now. Phone is telling me that I'm reading Harry Potter. Oh, they get a little more pricey. So books one through four is 99 cents. Five through... Oh. Oh, no, never mind. Let, Let me correct myself. Okay. One through four is 99 cents. Five and six is two ninety nine, and seven and eight is three ninety nine. Oh wow! Oh damn! I know, right? Shit. But yeah, basically you can get all of them for under twenty bucks. So if you're curious, I'd say spend the dollar. Why not? What you can't really buy much for a dollar. Check it out. Let us know what you think about it. I'm currently buying it online right now. I'm sure. Buy with one free. click. <laughs> yes, exactly. I like that for the Kindle. It's only 99 cents, but if you Mm -hmm. were to purchase it and have it shipped to me, it would cost me $10. Kindle all the way. Guys, I don't think drunk priming is a good idea. It's not prime. I mean, I guess it's technically drunk priming, but you know. Who are you to judge what we do drunk? Oh, he doesn't judge. He's just like, when random shit shows up, he's just like, (laughs) okay. Because I've done that. I've done that with an iPad, excuse me, drink, case. I totally forgot. Because I had been having the drinks. Forgot I ordered it. It got to my house and I was like, what the fuck is this shit? And he's, cause, <laughs> and he's like, you ordered that on such and such a day. And I was like, oh, okay. And I just kept it. Cause it's I more have a problem sleep Oh, so that's interesting. So there was like a, <laughs> this is the TMI section of this podcast. There was a section of the, my life where I was waking up like every night for like, I want to say six months at 2.30 and I'd be like half awake for about a half an hour and instinctually I pick up my phone and I start looking at things Mm -hmm. but I would go through and purchase things (laughs) so I like a couple days later at work because that's where all my packages would come my coworkers like you got a package I'm like I don't didn't order anything and then I'd be unboxing my favorite one though is I bought literally like an entire fucking spa <laughs> like I bought like a feet soaker. Like, you needed hum- some self care. Oh my god, I guess like a pumice. You know those like yeah the pumice stone, not like just a pumice stone, but the kind that like you turn on. <laughs> Man, and, like, I bought the whole shit. I bought like the bath salts, everything. <laughs> pumice is like you're sending it back. <laughs> <laughs> Man, sleepy Jessica is bougie as fuck. Apparently, so apparently. <laughs> I think I talked about like my sleepwalking. Yes. Right? And so mm-hmm. this is worse. <laughs> it's, it's more dangerous. Possibly. It is because I could spend a lot of money without realizing it. 
Right. And yes. a lot of places will be like, you can't get your money back because you like weren't conscious. <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> right. Well, guys, I think that kind of wraps it up for our topic on Gettysburg. I know I just want to say thank you again to Matt for coming to hang out with us and talking some history and all that good stuff. So Truth. thank you. I hang out with you every day. It was nice to hang out with Jessica again, though. It's true. Matt was super fun at my wedding. I just want to point out most of my wedding pictures that Matt is in, he is making. I don't know. It's like he's on purpose. I don't know. I don't know if you were, but you were making the background of my photos so amazing because you were doing (laughs) funny things. And that's the first place I look in my wedding photos is the background. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like doing the um, single ladies song. He was like actually doing the dance and he was caught (laughs) in like several positions. Yeah, so, yeah. It, it's great when that happens. <laughs> That's what happens when you don't get embarrassed. It's true. It's true. Have more fun. So yeah, guys, that was my husband. That was your little intro to him, besides the content warning, because you guys had no idea who that was, because we just kind of let that go in the universe. Tara and I had the same idea, but didn't want to ask each other. And then Tara was like, what do you think about Matt doing it? I'm like, yes. <laughs> it was so great. Yes, and it adds that extra little creepy spookiness to it. So I think it's perfect. I agree. So yeah, we just want to say thank you guys again for listening in. If you're new here and you don't know about our socials, I have those in the little caption show notes for you. So you can check them out. We got a bunch. We're on every platform. We'd love for you to come hang out with us. Mm -hmm. We have lots of fun, lots of good convos, things like that. And if you have not... If you could, we would super appreciate any of you spooksters to please leave us a review on iTunes. Five stars, please, if you love us. If you don't, don't I don't know why you're here. Yeah, we'll just, let's listen that. <laughs> it's kind of like Manny MUA <laughs> when he's just like, get the fuck off my channel. <laughs> no, I'm not that mean, though. <laughs> no, no. We, lo- we love you even if you don't love us. Yeah. So we know we're not for everybody, but if you do like us, you love us, whatever, we would appreciate it because it helps us with iTunes and with other people being able to just get to listen to us, things like that. And even word of mouth is super, super helpful. And we, yeah, we really appreciate it. Totally. And like always, I'm going to push our merch store because, you know, we have some fantastic things. I have been working on a lot of things in the background that are going to get uploaded. But if you haven't checked it out, we have a few new mugs and we have our amazing, scary Winnie the Pooh up right now. Thank you, Emily, for that wonderful, wonderful image. We also have a couple more. Our listener, Ross, sent us an amazing, he got bored one day and made this really cool Three Spooked Girls photo. Yeah. I love it. It's great. So that's, we, we slap that on a mug. We really want you guys to be able to take us with you places and take photos. Um, one of our hashtags is three spook girl travels. And we would love to see if you are out doing things in our merch that you take a photo and tag us with that, because that's how we get to know what you do on a daily basis. Cause we post what we do. <laughs> and March 1st is when that is coming down the, our Winnie the Pooh merch. It's only up for a limited time. We'll take it down. It may come back up later this year as it is a very special thing to us. We don't want it up forever. We are excited. I got a mug. I'm super excited about it. I love mugs. I don't know if anyone knows that. Oh my God. I'm addicted. Oh, and fun fact, there's a uh, baby onesie on there. I know. I keep meaning to buy it for your sister. I know. I was going to say, my nephew is getting that ASAP. Just saying. It is so freaking cute. For the mini spooksters, you can get them a onesie. 
I know. I'm super excited. We try to put as much stuff up there for all ages. I, I mean, I hope if you're a little baby, you're not listening to us. We're putting in some bad language for you up front. But we are super excited and super thankful for all our spooksters who engage with us on all our social media platforms and look forward to seeing what you guys do with our merch. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, with that, we'll go ahead and sign off for today. So we hope you guys have a fantastic rest of the week. And we will be back again next Monday. So we'll see you then. Bye, yeah. guys. Bye. Bye. I'm waving again. Waving like always. <laughs>